Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that was refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... May 26th, in the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. To me, it's all about civility. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. As you have heard on the broadcast in the past, I've got eight children, four boys, four girls, five grandchildren. Wonderful blessings in my life, that's for sure. And my sixth daughter just graduated from high school, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we send our kids, we we homeschool first, but then we send our kids to a private school when they get a little bit older. That way they can graduate from an organization that's recognized. And if they want to go to college, they can and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And when uh, they grow to high school, we don't believe in a four-year high school plan because I believe that the summers are just wasted every single year. And when they waste the summers, then what happens is that, you know, they they go to school all year long for nine months. Then they waste the summer and just play around and, you know, waste time. And then when they get back to school, they can't remember what they learned previous year. It's like, man, that's been long forgotten to go. So it takes a month or so to kind of get caught up to what they forgot. So that's like four months. And then, you know, when school's about to get out every you know year, you spend a week or two just kind of saying, hey, it's wind down. We're, we're ready to party for the summer. Let's... And so you lose time there. And before you know it, you probably lost, what, four or five months of every given year, believe it or not, all the way from kindergarten all the way through high school. 13 years, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're in government schools, in, in my case, private schools or homeschool. And if you don't do year-round school, you forget what you learn. You waste, say, three, four months a year. If you waste four months a year for 10 years, that's 40 months. For 12 years, that's 48 months, people. That's like four years. Well, anyway, I can't do a whole lot about that except for to keep my kids up on their studies and give them Uh, some things to work on as they prep for the next year so that school's easier, not harder. In other words, one thing you can do during the summer when they're younger is, you know, if you're going into fifth grade, then why don't you get a fifth grade math book or English or uh, and and some of those things and let them study a little bit about it in the summer so that when they do get back, they haven't forgotten everything, number one. And number two, the material's not so brand spanking new, hard. A few of the concepts they understand, a few so. You can do a little bit of prep for the next year, and that ensures that they do well the next year. And the summers aren't wasted either. Children believe, or children have structure, and I don't know where they got into this, you know, you're off all summer plan in the first place. Uh, well, you'd say, Sam, because of farming, you know, you got to, folks, come on, that's like the time zones stuff or daylight savings time stuff. It's like, you know what, we're not farming, people. That's long in the rearview mirror. Now, I'm not saying farming doesn't matter. It's vitally important. I wish we would get back to it. But in our current manipulated society today, that's not the the order of the day. That's for sure. That shouldn't be driving our reality. Um, Although I I respect the farmer, and I would like a lot more of that. We get up when the sun comes up, and we go to bed when the sun goes down kind of thing. A whole lot more than we've got now. Uh, That's my personal opinion, to which I'm entitled. But there you have it. 
Anyway, I digress, except to say that my children all graduate in three years, not four. And during high school, what I have them do during the summer is they take an extra class or two. So they've got usually an English class, uh, a history class, a math class, uh, uh, you know, financial literacy class, etc. Uh, they do driver's ed, so they get credit for that, etc. And by the time they get their senior year, it, or I'm sorry, their junior year, they're really a senior. So during their freshman and sophomore year, what they do is they take all their junior classes, freshman, sophomore, and then their senior year, they take all their junior classes. They got to have all of them done before their senior year. So you, while, during your freshman and sophomore, you're really doing freshman, sophomore, junior all at the same time. And then you become a senior and you're in the clear. Anyway, six out of my eight children have done that. And my sixth daughter, or my sixth child, I guess, who is a daughter, uh, just graduated yesterday. And it's such a, just an incredible thing. And it's very hard for our children to do that because it takes discipline. It takes pacing yourself. It takes hard work. There's a lot of sweat and tears that go into it, you know? But in the end of the day, my children come out of it understanding that they can, yes, they can do hard things. And that's really important as they start life, in my opinion. You know, the current pattern in our government schools today is you just kind of screw around as a senior. Hey, I paid my dues as a freshman, sophomore, and a junior. Now for my senior year, I'm just going to kind of take a few classes and party all year long. And then when kids party from the time they're like 12 to the time they're like 25, then they're supposed to get a grip on life, and we don't understand why children have such a hard time transitioning, right? I mean, what we do in our society is just psychotic. I'm telling you, right now it's crazy town, right? Anyway, um, all I'm telling you is what a celebration for us. Uh, my daughter graduated from high school in three years, just like her brothers and sisters have done, with incredible grades, hard work, sweat, tears, a little bit of prompting from mom and dad, a lot of support from mom and dad, a little bit of begging, like, come on, you got to get on this, you got to be steady, you got to keep at it. And that's what it takes to teach children, right? Through all that, it's been just wonderful. And so uh, when we first started this at our private school, we, we said we want our kids to graduate in three years. And they said, no, you can't do that. It's just not really possible. It's putting too much weight on your child. It's just, man, that's horrible. Don't do that. And they even went so far as to talk to our kids and say, you know, are you sure you want to do this? And our kids said, yes, we do want to do this. And, but they had a little bit of trepidation and they were a little concerned about it. The oldest kid, my oldest daughter, and my oldest son were the two that first did it. And they were like, you know, we were a little bit concerned because it's going to be hard, but we know we can do it. And, you know, and they tried to kind of talk my kids out of it or whatever. My kids wanted them to do it. And I just told my children, listen, it's already expensive enough to put our kids into a private school. We can barely afford it. And in fact, we really can't afford it. It takes a lot of personal sacrifice to even make it happen. And if we have eight children and they all save one year of high school, that's eight years of expense that we don't have to pay. And believe it or not, that means we can then pay it forward a little bit and help with some scholarships and help some other kids go to the school too. Because these scholarships are not government scholarships, they're private scholarships. So we've received some private scholarships from others, private funding, to help us because it's expensive. Private school is expensive. But then we can then use that money that we save to help other kids go. And even when our kids are graduated, we can still put a little bit of money into the school and help pay it forward for others. Anyway, I know this is turning into a long, long explanation, but I think it's very educational, very worth the discussion. So uh, our kids felt like they could do it. Of course, the teachers and the administrations did not talk us out of it. And at first, they were really, really hesitant and felt like, man, how are you going to get it done? 
But after one kid, they thought, wow, that's incredible. Not only did they do well, they got great grades. Wow, two of them, three of them, four of them, five of them, now six of them have graduated. And I, I just talked to some of the administration, and I told them we've got six done and two to go. And uh, one of the administrators goes, yeah, I've only got, you know, two done and four to go or whatever it was for their family. <laughs> and they're like, how come? I'm, I'm older, that's why. But anyway, um, it was a great conversation, and now they don't question it. In fact, when somebody wants to graduate in three years, the response from the administration is, go talk to the Bushmans. They've got it down to a science, which is true. We really do. It is incredible. And uh, I have no doubt that my other two children, who are already excelling at what they're doing, uh, will be able to finish in three years as well. And it's really an accomplishment for each of the children where they know they can do hard things. They know they can take on. They know they're smart. They know they can put the discipline and the hard work. And they learn such tremendous personality traits and perseverance and things from the experience of doing this that I believe it's absolutely worth it. And I ask every one of my kids at the start, they're like, I don't want to be a senior. All my friends are juniors or you know, I don't know about the senior class. I don't know anybody. And, and that, when that transition happens in the middle of high school, they're a little bit concerned, every one of them. Uh, but at first they say that, and then I say, listen, it'll be okay through life. You, you, know, you find friends. Um, you move on. You've got friends in the past that you don't communicate with. If you see them, they're great. But remember, there's only a few friends in life, your spouse and your family, and a few good people that you stay in touch with. But for the most part, it's about family. And for the most part, people are friends for a season. And then when you move on, it's not like you're not friends. It's just that you may not keep up with them. But that's part of life. And so they get a little bit scared. But then at the end, they love the seniors. They've cried and they've worked with them and they've done so many things to where they know them and they're friends with them. They're like, this is great. I love this group. And, man, they're so fantastic. And I always remind every one of my kids at the end of that, you know what? You were saying that they weren't great, that I don't know them, that, man, it'll be horrible. And now you're best friends with these people. And that's what happens in life if you let it. If you if – you, um, bloom where you're planted kind of an idea if you if you just look around you and say i'm going to reach out to others and make friendships and be a friend uh, and you gain so much knowledge and experience about that life is full of that whether it be jobs or where you live or circumstantial or people pass away or people uh, move in next door to you or whatever the case may be that happens throughout life and it's really good to understand and experience that so the children kind of learn that and then i ask every one of them at the end of the day uh, meaning when they're graduating, I say, hey, do you wish you had another year left in school? And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> they're grateful for their time in high school. It was a lot of hard work. They're in plays. They're in sports. They're in extracurricular activities. They're in choirs. So my daughter still has an incredible choir tour to, to go on that she's had to save her own money for. Uh, and as a graduation gift, believe it or not, some of my friends in radio have funded or partly funded, I should say, her choir tour. It's just a way for us as a community to work together and do wonderful things. And on this choir tour, they sing about God, family, and country. And I'm telling you, the spirit of it is amazing. Anyway, I just want to celebrate this with her, kind of articulate what we personally do as a family. I would encourage everyone to find your own unique ways to excel, to make a difference, to be involved, to not depend on your government, to look at private people and institutions and work together and pay it forward and Know you can do hard things and all that wrapped up into just great things. Be about good turns daily, will you? Hang tight. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission. morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman celebrating hard work, celebrating working together, celebrating the private sector as the way to move forward. I'll tell you that right now on your radio. So a quick recap of yesterday's show, No Doubt, starts now. We had our guest on, Mr. Kurt Crosby. Discussions of all things Liberty, localhoneyman.com. Now, Kurt, as you all know, is more of a co-host. Uh, and when he was on with me every single day, I didn't really even put him in the show notes because it was just like, hey, he was as much of the program as I was. And he still is when he's on with us. And he still is behind the scenes in the fact that he, he garners guests for us and he does a lot of news research and he goes on events, traveling trips with us and everything else. Just day-to-day, -day, sometimes he's not on the radio every day with us because it's just a time thing. He's got a bunch of grandkids and a business to run, and etc. <clears throat> but I now add him to the show notes, and the reason that I do is he's just as much of a co-host as he's always been. But I just say guest Kurt Crosby, um, and then I put localhoneyman.com as kind of a way to promote his website uh, and a way to let people know when Kurt's with me, kind of a thing. So uh, anyway... He's no, no more of a guest than he's always been. He's been a co-host, but I just, I put that. So there you have that. Um, the CDC, that's the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, still will not release guidance on what behavior is safe for unvaccinated individuals who have recovered from COVID-19. Now, why won't they do that, ladies and gentlemen? This is politically a problem uh, for them. Big time. Uh, because you would think that they would say, well, of course, natural immunity is the best immunity you can get. It's better than man-made immunity. 
But see, they won't say that. And that's kind of the problem that we've got here. I don't understand why they won't, you know, double down and just say, hey, of course, if you've got natural immunity, that's great. I think part of the reason is because they can't prove your natural immunity without some kind of a test or some kind of a whatever. And who's going to put the apparatus in place to say, oh, you know, you've gone and done a natural herd immunity test or a natural immunity. Uh, you know, it's a very tough line, and they don't want to deal with it. But Rand Paul, Kurt Cosby, and others who have already received or who already got the coronavirus and who recovered just fine, um, basically, you know, they're not getting any credit, but they're saying we don't want to take the vaccines. We've already had, the, had it. We've already got natural immunity because we've had it. The CDC doesn't want to address that issue. And that alone tells me there's an agenda going on here, folks. It isn't about immunity or keeping society or people safe. It's about their agenda. All right, Maui, Hawaii, tourists without vaccination cards will be tested for the coronavirus. So if you're Kurt Cosby and you've already had corona, you're going to be tested again. If you're Sam Bushman and you think you've had the corona, but you don't really know because there's no way to really know. You say, well, Sam, all you got to do is take an antibody test. Yeah, people used to say that to me, and then I took one, and it came back negative. But then I've talked to several physicians, and they come back and say, go take it again. We don't even know that it's accurate. So, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have good tools to really analyze this. We don't have proper guidance and direction from medical professionals on this. We've got a split discussion at the least about this. All the physicians that say, hey, the coronavirus can be treated easily with ivermectin and, and other things, they get shut down by the, the, quote, science community. Any scientist that stands up and says, look, we're being played on this thing, gets shut down and ridiculed and their careers destroyed and everything else. Anybody who doubles down and says, you've got to have the vaccine, it's your only way, those people are promoted to rock star. Anthony Fauci, the, quote, lead physician on this, is just whacked out, man. Every day he tells you something different. And then when he gets caught lying and telling you something that we expose is not true, he goes, well, I said it for this reason. I said that you didn't need a mask even though you really did need a mask uh, because I didn't want you to take all the masks from the folks that really need them. And then later, it's like you need a mask. It's like the science says you need a mask. And then where's the science? And there isn't any. Then they say you got to stay six feet away from everybody. Uh, you got to social distance. Then we say, well, where's the scientific evidence of social distancing? Well, there's not really. Just some guy a long time ago came up with social distancing of six feet. And now we realize the coronavirus can travel up to 20 feet or whatever it is. And, you know, they don't, they're, they're all over the map. Now you got to have vaccines. They're safe and effective. Well, these people got harmed from the vaccines. They're mostly safe and effective. Those are just acceptable risks. Yeah, unless it's you that gets the risk problem, right? Uh, the vaccines are safe and effective, but they're experimental. Well, they're not really vaccines. They're gene therapy experimental, but whatever. And, well, we, we know that they're safe and effective. How do you know what the long-term effects are? Well, we really don't. And, and they go on and on and lie and lie and lie to the point where we're just sick of it. All right, Colbert or Colbert show takes a big step next month. Late night host will return to in-studio audiences, but they all have to be vaccinated. So to go to the state of Oregon, to go to certain islands in Hawaii, to do anything in New York, to go to the Colbert broadcast, you got to be vaccinated and we're just getting started. They're literally rolling forward with this vaccination forced proof discussion dan bongino on his radio program he's filling in permanently for rush limbaugh now you know right 
He asks Donald Trump if he plans on running for president in 2024. Answer, we're going to make you very happy, says Trump, which is really a non-answer with a lot of political overtones, right? He didn't say at all that he was running. He just said, you're going to be happy. And I don't know what that means. I don't know who will run. I don't know if Trump will sit back and fund a bunch of people to run. I don't know what it all means. Some are saying it means he's going to be president or run for president. I don't know if that's true or not. I think Trump's wise enough to say, let's just see what the political landscape looks like then. You know, if we come up with the vote fraud information enough to tell the truth and enough leaks, enough whistleblowers or people stand up, you know, maybe we can, uh, you know, really have a handle on it then. It all depends on how many people back the Republican Party in 2022. It depends on all kinds of factors. And Trump's wise enough to not count his chickens before they're hatched, so to speak. But wise enough also to say whatever's going to happen, it's going to be good. You know, why wouldn't you say that if you're kind of the leader there, right? Believe it or not, 25% of America still believes Trump is president. Did you hear me on that? 25% of America right now believes that Donald Trump is still president. It's a poll that's out. Um, it's USA Today. One-fourth of the country says that President Donald Trump is the true president of the United States. Yeah, more than six months. Uh, it's an Ipsos poll. Is that how they say it? More than six months after the 2020 election, 25%, including 53% of Republicans, say that Trump is still the president. The poll surveyed 2007 Americans, more Democrats than Republicans even. And I guess the uh, poll has a, what do they call this thing? Credibility interval. A plus or minus four points. They say some some of these methods that were used aren't as rigorous as traditional polling methods. Now, there you have it. Um, according to the poll, 32% of Americans agree with the statement that the violent left-wing protesters uh, created a false flag to make Trump look bad. So a lot of people are really on to them on this one. And there you have it. I find it fascinating. I find that fascinating. Um, and I'm one of them that has a hard time with this because if you ask me manipulated questions, you're going to get weird answers, right? Let me give you an example. Is Trump still president? If you just ask the general question like that, I would say, no, he's not. But if you said, do you believe Trump is still the legitimate president? I would say, yes. I do believe there was vote fraud that happened. I do believe that dishonest people forced the narrative. Look, we are supposed to have Congress look into this and dig into this. But because of the false flag on January the 6th, they didn't go look into it like they were going to. That got derailed and and set aside. Why? Because they know that if we really had the authority to subpoena and the authority to really get the vote records and the authority to have people really testify and the authority to really drill in, that we would know there was vote fraud. It would be undeniable. I believe Sidney Powell's still correct on this. I know they want to mock her and pretend she's not, but she is still absolutely right. And so are election election officials all over the country, led by Texas and others who say there's a problem here. Um, But they don't want to admit to it. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to. And so um, I still believe President Trump is the legitimate president of the United States because I believe he won. 
Now, I know that by hook and by crook, they've manipulated this. Uh, and there's the problem. So it all depends on how the questions are asked. But I believe enough Americans, 25% is a huge number of people. 53% of Republicans, that's a huge number, folks. And I'm telling you right now, they're not duped on it. They're not duped at all on it, folks. They know what we know. Hey, we've been defrauded, folks. A fraud has taken place. I'll tell you that right now. All right. Anyway, quick pause. A whole lot more recap of yesterday. And then a whole lot more news the networks refuse to use today continues on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live radio program. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Senate confirmed Kristen Clark to head the Justice Department Civil Rights Division. Clark was confirmed with a close 51-48 vote Tuesday afternoon. Senator John Kennedy, the Republican from Louisiana, did not vote. And Susan Collins, a Republican from Maine, was the only GOP vote. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said Clark was unfit for the Justice Department due to her past political comments. Steve Bannon, former aide to President Trump on Tuesday, won dismissal of an indictment that accused him of defrauding donors to a fund to build the U.S.-Mexico border wall. The wall remains unfinished. Over 1,100 pounds of methamphetamine concealed in a watermelon shipment were seized by U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers in California last week. The bust was made last Tuesday at the Otay Mesa Port of Entry after authorities stopped an unnamed 47-year-old Mexican national driving a truck with a trailer. Otay Mesa is eight miles east of Tijuana, Mexico. USA Radio News. Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. As Japan prepares for the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, the State Department is warning Americans not to travel to the East Asian country. A fourth COVID-19 surge is to blame. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau has more. One of Japan's largest newspapers has joined calls for the cancellation of this summer's Olympics. Asahi Shimbun has called for the cancellation in a Wednesday editorial, saying the decision to hold the Games is reckless and demanded that Prime Minister Suga pull the plug. Tokyo remains under a state of emergency as COVID cases are on the rise and the healthcare system is stressed. The Games are scheduled to start on July 23rd. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. After publicly saying Arizona's audit of the 2020 election results was a political stunt, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs was removed by lawmakers from her ability to defend election lawsuits. The duty was transferred to Attorney General Mark Brnovic through the end of the 2023 fiscal year. 
This is USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So some would say to me, Sam, why, why do you keep talking about this? <laughs> Six months ago, the election happened. Donald won fair and square. Wait a minute. Uh, Biden won fair and square. Donald didn't win. Um, you know, 25% in the U.S. still thinking that the true president is still Trump. <clears throat> And uh, that's according to a Reuters Ipsos poll. Anyway, why do you still talk about it, Sam? It's over. Come on. Trump lost. Admit it. There's no evidence. Go on. No, there is evidence. Trump did not lose. The scandal has taken place. And I think that if you truly believe that, ladies and gentlemen, you should not let this go. We need to keep digging. We need to keep working on this to get the truth out. Listen. Anthony Fauci said that the gain-of-function research has not been done by America, but we're proving more and more and more that it has been done in the Chinese lab and with American support and funding. And for a year, when I said, hey, you know what, we believe that the virus was from a lab, leaked by accident or on purpose, I don't know, but the, the, but the infections came from the lab, the gain-of-function research that was going on in the lab. They said that's a whacked-out conspiracy theory with no evidence. They said it came from an animal. It started with a bat, went to another animal. We don't know which animal, and then it went to humans. And they said that's the credible reality, and anything else you say is nothing but a whacked-out conspiracy theory. It took us a year for now Fauci to admit that, you know what, and the mainstream press to be forced to admit, you know what, that's a lie. In fact, there's a whole lot more credibility to the idea that it came from a lab, leaked from a lab, and gain-of-function research did occur, and that this idea that it came from a bat that went through another animal that went to humans via some kind of a wet market or something in China, that isn't true. Uh, And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The debate's on. It took us over a year to expose that lie, right? The Seth Rich story, the JFK story, the 9-11 story, the Oklahoma City bombing story, the flight TWA hundred story, scandal after scandal after false flag after false flag is on display for the American people to see, and we're exposing them. And the more you have people on the radio like us to tell the tale and to keep these stories and these realities alive, the better off we are. Now, some would say, Sam, you're just you're just into fake news. You're looking at blogs for your information. You have no credibility. You have no Ladies and gentlemen, I've been at it for 25 years. This is our 25th year, Liberty Roundtable Live celebratory year. 25 years on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Three hours a day, five days a week for a lot of it. Two hours a day, five days a week for some of it. Two hours a day, six days a week for a lot of it. I've been around for a long time in the news. And that's why I quote USA Today, um, the New York Times. I believe they're liberal rags that aren't even on our side. But debated or not, Americans have believed that's where credibility comes from. And so I use their articles. But then I put the constitutional focus, the focus of God, family, and country, the focus on life, liberty, and property. I put that into the mix. And so when I bring up a story they bring up, for example, it's for completely different reasons. Let me give you an example. There's a poll, 25% in U.S. say true president 
is still Trump. That's by Matthew Brown, USA Today. Okay? Dateline Washington. Okay? Now, they would basically use this story to say, see, I don't know why these people uh, believe in this fake news and why these people are um, so naive and all that kind of stuff. That's how USA Today would pitch it. But I would say that, look, this is a landmark story because 25% of the U.S. people polled, if you will. That is a significant number, right? That's according to a Reuters slash Ipsos poll, right? That is significant, ladies and gentlemen. That's amazing, right? This is more than six months after the 2020 election, folks. And they say, and four months after Joe Biden's victory was confirmed by Congress. See, that's where they begin to lie. All right. Congress did not confirm this. Congress was supposed to do a deep dive investigation. That's what all the people were there for, to encourage their Congress to do a deep dive investigation, that deep dive investigation because of the false flag on April, or I'm sorry, on January the 6th, that deep dive was completely circumvented. When the attack happened and people were so mortified that an insurrection took place, that an assault on the Capitol took place, then they basically sidelined the deep dive investigation and they just rubber stamped what the Democrats and the liberals and the deep swamp wanted rubber stamped. They didn't go and dig in, right? They didn't do that, folks. That is important to understand because when they want you to believe, oh, Congress, you know, okay, yeah, Congress did vote the election legitimate. But they didn't do it after an investigation, as they were called to do. They just simply rubber-stamped it. They went through and said, because of the panic in the middle of the night, we're going to just, how dare they assault we, the Congress and the Capitol. And, but I submit to you that it was a false flag. And I said that from the very start. And now we're exposing that lie. So my point is that with new media taking center stage, with we the people starting to be awakened, like never before. I've never seen so many people awake in my life as I do now. We need to hold on to these stories and we need to continue to beat on the turret of truth till the truth comes out. We've done it with the China virus, for example. We told you that it was created in a lab. We told you that, uh, you know what, the United States was probably involved in it. Gain of function research, Rand Paul quizzing down Fauci. Okay, we told you that this was, but they lied and lied and lied and lied, but now the evidence have comes out. Now our buddy Steve Mosher at pop.org, which is Population Research Institute, it's also known as PRI, but their website is pop.org. China virus, smoking gun found. Chinese scientists discuss fighting World War III with bioweapons, including coronaviruses. What do you think of that kind of smoking gun? So, ladies and gentlemen, we've been lied to for over a year, and they've taken more liberty from the American people since our founding than under any other false flag in history. World War II was a big false flag. 
but they never have locked everybody down. Look, they were even locking down the healthy. People who weren't even sick. They were literally saying, hey, we're going to shut you down. You can't go outside. You can't leave your house. You must by force wear a medical device, a mask. You and, and this was the healthy. Have they ever done that before? Never. They have stolen more liberty under this false flag than anything else. You can say, Sam, it's not a false flag. It's real. Well, I don't debate that the coronavirus is real. I never have. I do believe people are getting sick from it. And I do be, believe people are dying from it. I've never said it wasn't a real virus and that people weren't getting sick. What I have said is they have no authority, constitutionally or otherwise, to mandate the violations of my First Amendment, which is freedom to assemble, freedom of speech, right? Freedom for a redress of grievance. Freedom to the press. But they're shutting us down to the press every day. Unless you want to have your free speech in the middle of a riot, you can't have freedom to assemble anymore because they've allowed the protesters and the rioters to take over every venue that you try to peacefully assemble in. And when the police should be stopping those rioters and those protesters so that you can peacefully assemble, they're not doing that in most cases. That is the problem. All right. Anyway, long story short, it's out of control. And they've used it to literally get everybody on the dole. Sending out money left and right. Economists expect inflation to accelerate strongly in the coming weeks and months. But they say consumer prices will eventually moderate. Well, how much money will be fleeced from my wallet before the moderation takes place, huh? How much will a gallon of gas cost? Ten bucks? How much will lumber cost to build my next house or to build my next project? How, what, how much will meat cost? Have you seen the price of meat going up, ladies and gentlemen? All right, how about basic food and utilities? And how much is it going to cost? It's out of control. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now. Anyway, that's the recap of Hour 1 with Kurt Cosby yesterday mixed in with modern news the networks refuse to use today. All on tap, all mixed together. We also talked yesterday about a super blood wolf moon. 2021. Today. Or I should say tonight, Wednesday. There will be a lunar eclipse. It's called a total lunar eclipse. It'll be an incredible cosmic show across the Pacific Wednesday night. That is tonight. Are you going to watch it? A huge super blood wolf moon. Are you going to go howl at it? Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a tough one. My parents, they do everything they love me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a roof over my head. They don't need to show it to me. They just know they love me. Well, not yelling at me very much. What do you wish? What do you wish? Raise my allowance. To not argue together? Um, have my dad be home more for dinner and stuff so that it could be even closer. Family, isn't it about time? 
buy me an ice cream and kiss me to love me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, what's the next question? If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. We're having kind of a rambling Sam Bushman show right now, ladies and gentlemen, going off on all kinds of topics, mixing yesterday's recap with news the networks refused to use today and kind of a unique on-the-fly, uh, I don't know what you call it, Sam Bushman rant, whatever you want to call it, there you have it. Anyway, the Blood Red Moon tonight, you better check it out, ladies and gentlemen, they say it's a blood wolf moon. Why wolf? Because people are howling at the moon, or they say wolves howl at the moon when it's big, and they call it a super moon as well. Uh, but it's supposed to be a really big show for the people in the West and the Pacific. If you're in Hawaii or on the West Coast, you can see it the most. Hopefully the Rocky Mountain regions will be able to see it. Everybody should see a bigger moon than normal, though, even if you're on the East Coast. So go out tonight, check it out. The night skies are really important, ladies and gentlemen. God Almighty sends messages through the stars. Um, the greatest message of all is the star of Bethlehem. And the days of old, they looked up and they knew. They knew the prophecy had come true. And they knew the Lord Jesus Christ was born. And that baby Jesus, the king, was on the earth. And the thugs of their day could do nothing to stop the savior of the world from carrying out his central mission and uh, eventually to live his life, to teach to heal, to document and testify by word and deed that he truly was Jesus the Christ. And then he willingly gave his life for each of us. And then he took his life up again and he lives today. I testify to you, my fellow Americans. And that was marked by messages in the heavens. And uh, the Lord Almighty has used uh, messages in the heavens Throughout the history of the world, make no mistake about that. And so when we see a blood red supermoon tonight, we need to look up. And on one hand, we need to acknowledge how small we really are. When you look out to the expansive creations, um, this is not a by accident. Your brain should tell you that in about two seconds when you look up at the beautiful skies and you realize there is order to it all and there must be a hand at the helm. That is the hand of Almighty God. Uh, anyway, he is our creator, and, and so you feel really small on one hand, and that's okay. But what you need to not forget 
what you need to remember. Let this come through your heart and mind loudly and clearly through the Holy Ghost, which will testify of all truth, that you are small, no doubt. But God knows you. He's your Father in heaven. He loves you. And he is intimately involved in your life. He is involved in the day-to-day of your life if you let him. He is involved in the little things if you let him, if you invite him. He is a God of agency, so he'll let you choose for yourself. He won't take that agency away from you. But you must invite him to be part of your life. And he uh, is not too busy for the small things. He is all-knowing. He knows the past, the present, the future, right? And he does care about you and me. And he knows us individually. And he stands ready with open arms to help us and bless us. If you look in James chapter, what is it, 1 verse 5, I think. If ye lack wisdom, let him ask of God. In other words, go to God in prayer. And if you say, you know what, dear Heavenly Father, and ask your questions and humbly pray to him and end in the name of Jesus Christ, he will bless you with answers to your life. He will help you with life's problems. He will send comfort and guidance to you. He can let you know what you should be doing day to day to build his kingdom on the earth. Anyway, I digress. How did I get from stars to that? Easy. That great star in the sky when the Savior, Jesus Christ, was born should let us know how important messages in the heavens really are. My whole reason to bring this up at this time is to say keep your eyes on the skies. Because that's where his majesty is most contemplated. You know what? Most people who don't think much about God in their day-to-day busy lives, when they stop and they get out in the stars and they get all the worldly lights and all the whatever away and all that, you look into the sky and you start to think about God. And you start to feel his presence. And you start to wonder and know, who am I? Well, I testify to you that you are a child of God Almighty. And he loves you and he knows you. And he cares about you. And all you need to do is go to him. And in this time of turmoil and panic and coronavirus and what, tumult and tumult, confusion, and you can go to him. And you will be rewarded richly for turning to him and opening up the door and saying, please come into my life and please bless me. And as we, ch- as we change, as we repent, as we do all the things that we do, hey, He's there. He knows. He's aware. He's going on. And never forget that, okay? Former Senator Harry Reid, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of the night skies, this guy was a Democrat. This guy was, in my opinion, pretty whacked out. He believes the American people, the American public, deserves more information about UFOs. Now, this is where we used to talk about UFOs a lot. And what would happen is the government would then say, you guys are lying, you guys are conspiracy theorists, you guys are bogus, you guys are whatever, da 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 All completely bogus, folks. There are UFOs. There are, because remember, UFO just means unidentified flying object, right? And when you see something you don't know in the night sky and you don't know the origins, it might be our own government our own deep secret military. It might be other countries' capabilities. It might be foreigners from other nations or aliens as we like to call them, right? Whatever. We don't know. 
It might be something that looks like an aircraft or something that's, but it's really not. It's just a phenomena, um, like crop circles or whatever were, etc. You know, we don't know. But the government has covered this stuff up for quite some time, and you got to ask yourself why. And this again brings a credibility crisis to your government, ladies and gentlemen. Why would they hide that and cover it up in the first place? Why don't they be transparent? That's kind of my question. Why don't they just be transparent? Okay? It's crazy. It's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? So understand that. The government has just lost so much credibility, um, it's not even funny. Okay? All right, beware of false prophets. Beware of false government narratives, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? Beware of those who would try to deceive you. All right, next article. Girl banned from school for wearing Jesus loves me mask. Although she was shut down, the Black Lives Matter masks are fine. I don't understand that, ladies and gentlemen, but again, it's always an assault against everything we hold dear. Primarily an assault against Christianity and your freedom of expression. Which your freedom of expression is part of your freedom of speech, freedom to assemble, freedom of the press, freedom of religion. Okay, it's all one and the same. And the idea that they can shut down a girl wearing a Jesus Loves Me mask, but they can promote a Black Lives Matter mask just shows you how off-center the government is on these topics, right? Biden doubles budget for extreme weather. Planning FEMA funds for community preparations before disasters hit. So even Joe Biden knows we're going to have crazy weather coming up. He would say it's because you and I are breathing, because you and I eat meat, because you and I drive a car, because you and I take a shower in warm water, because whatever cause it is, it's you and I that's causing it, he believes. I believe we're having wacky, crazy weather because, again, I told you that God uses the skies for his messages. He also uses the weather. Some would say as a weapon. I don't agree with that. But he uses the weather as a reminder that he is God. And he uses that weather to turn us to him. It's actually a kind act by God Almighty. It just shows of his mercy. Rather than have the wrath of us turning our backs on God and suffering the consequences of that, what he'll do is send some weather. And that weather is designed to remind us God is there. And in tough times, we tend to to turn to God and repent and change. And when all is well, we tend to, to quickly forget God. We have short memories and our feet are fast to do iniquity and slow to remember the Lord our God. And so the Lord uses weather to remind us of who we are. We're God's children. To remind us of our duty, that is to obey God Almighty. Uh, and so these horrible weather things that, that create so much havoc and devastation are really an act of mercy that God gives us to to give us a chance to change and repent and turn back to him. I digress, except for, you know what, we agree there's wacky weather a-coming. 
And we just disagree on the origins of that weather and the reasons it's happening and what we should be doing about it. That's where the difference is. Parents and students are miffed at yearbook photo edits. Horrible message. They say they're mad at the school because the school digitally altered 80 girls' photos trying to cover up their bare chests. And the parents are mad. I think it's a a good thing by the school. And uh, I'm a little bit concerned that why the parents would want their daughters with bare chests in the first place. And I'm concerned about, uh, you know, attacking the school for trying to help people be modest. Where's the Me Too movement when you need them? Where's the folks that say we should not objectify women? Um, Where's the people who, okay, it's amazing. They're just strangely silent. When it comes to women having sex or acting in sexual ways or being immodest, we we tend to want to say nothing. And then when things go wrong, we want to murder the babies. But if somebody stands up for, you know what, God is the author of the procreative power and sex should only be engaged in in a one-man, one-woman marriage, legally and lawfully wedded, ordained by God, then they say you can't say all that stuff. But then if we say nothing, when things go wrong, they say women have been abused and wronged by sexual predators, um, by men who think women are just objects and they can't have it both ways. The women cannot behave in promiscuous, in a promiscuous manner um, and then wonder why things are all off the rails, that men treat them as objects. That, now, I'm not saying that a man has a right to treat a woman as an object. I'm not saying that the women are all responsible and the men are not. I'm saying we as a society of males and females all have a responsibility before God. Men and women should not lust after each other. Men and women should understand the sacred procreative power of sexual relations to be ordained of God within the bounds the Lord has set. And anything outside of that cometh of evil. It doesn't do our society any good at all. We should support societal norms that that strengthen that behavior. All right, double standard takes center stage again. Democrats, once outraged about Donald Trump's dealing with migrant children, now it turns out that the same thing is happening on Joe Biden's watch, but now they're strangely quiet. Once outraged, now take quieter approach to migrant children. What a shame and a dishonest double standard, folks. All right. God save the Republic. Hour 2 coming up. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for May 26th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two. Check out the blood wolf moon tonight. Keep an eye on the night skies. Understand that God Almighty sends his messages to us through the skies. 
and to the weather. And when the weather's completely whacked out, crazy, extreme, and ain't climate change, it's God Almighty's reminder that we need to turn to him, ladies and gentlemen. That is the clear, concise message for those who want the truth, for those who want to promote God, family, and country. That is who we are. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Uh, so I'm in the middle of my recap with Kirk Crosby yesterday, two-hour bonanza broadcast, fantastic show, available at lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, tell your neighbor, live and on-demand free. You can even download the iPhone and the Android apps for free and listen to your heart's content, follow the Twitter feed, and more. Incredible talk radio around the clock, I might add. Uh, but um, I'm still in the middle of the recap because I just, I've, I've just gone off on so many different topics. I don't know what's going on today. I'm just on a roll, I guess, right? Anyway, we talked about whacked-out Governor Whitmer. She's in, what, Michigan? Crazy as a loon, this lady. I'm telling you right now. She apologized on Sunday after she got caught. That's right. Post, uh, posted photos show her at a dinner. She's dining with at least a dozen people at the Landshark Bar and Grill. So Governor Whitmer's at the bar and grill having a big old party without a mask on. But that's against her own state dictations, folks. Her unlawful state orders. Remember, she doesn't make law. She's in the wrong branch of government. There's this legislative branch. That's the group that makes laws in America. Did you know that? She's in the executive branch, and she has no authority to make law. But nevertheless, she mandated an edict that said, hey, you can't have more than six people dining together or whatever else, and, um, you know, and you got to have masks and you got to, and she had all kinds of rules. Well, she doesn't believe the rules are for her. They're only for you. You Michigan, great unwashed people. See how evil these people are. Um, I don't know why she thinks that it doesn't apply to her. Anyway, she got caught and now she's apologizing, but is an apology enough or should she be criminally prosecuted and fined for her breaking of her own pretend legislation? It's kind of a weird deal, isn't it? We, the people, need to insist on the proper checks and balances in America. The feds versus the states. They're not at odds, ladies and gentlemen. They have dual sovereignty if you listen to Antonin Scalia. And the Richard Mack Supreme Court case decision, the greatest Tenth Amendment decision in American history, I might add. Uh, nevertheless, there's separation between the federal government and the states. There's also, that's a uh, one separation. There's also... Uh, separation between the branches of government. There's the executive, the judicial, and the legislative. And there's checks and balances there, too. I know in modern day it's hard to notice those separations because they literally violate the law under pretend legislation and obliterate those lines over and over and over again. But anyway, Governor Whitmer got caught. Shame on her. And uh, I, I think that she should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for her abuses. And I think she should be uh, probably resigned as governor for her making law, which she has no authority to do in the first place. That's the primary offense. And then to not even keep the law that she supposedly mandated. All right, Mark McCloskey, on the other hand, is running for senator, I think, in the state of Missouri. Who's he, you ask? He's the guy that was defending his home with a gun, and he was charged with a felony. Remember, Black Lives Matter and, and these other people came to his house, and he thought they were going to mob rule and, and abuse him, so he stopped them with a gun, and now they're claiming themselves the victims. And um, Anyway, so the battle rages. And I don't know if this guy's a good guy or not. I don't know much about him. I always warn, we need to be very careful of Johnny-come-latelys or new people to the party, so to speak, 
And I don't mean a political party like Republican or Democrat. I mean new people all of a sudden showing up. We don't know their history. Trying to take center stage and lead the, lead the parade. Beware of those people. So I'm not saying Mark's a bad guy. I'm just saying I don't personally know enough about him. Uh, and that concerns me greatly, and it should concern you as well. We want people that we've been able to watch them over the years, and they've come up through the ranks, and they're time-tested. All right? So I've been on the radio 25 years as a truth teller, for instance, okay? You should know who I am by now, and you should know what I believe in and what I'm against. And you should know that my whole goal is to promote the supreme law of our land. My whole goal is to bring the real news to the table and put focus on the news that highlights God, family, and country and protects life, liberty, and poverty. You don't have to wonder who I am. You've got 25 years of a public record. I mean, I've probably got more words, bar Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> than just about anybody in the media. I've got more words on the table for public scrutiny than anybody you know, by far. First off, because I talk faster than anybody else. Uh, secondly, because I've been at it for 25 plus years. Most people that have been on the radio that long are dead or not doing radio anymore, right? So I'm not telling you that I'm bigger or badder or more than anybody else. I'm just telling you that I've been at it as long as anybody. And my point isn't that Sam's important. My point is that those are the ways you can vet people. Let me give you an example. Chuck Baldwin has not been on the radio near as much as I have, but he ran for president of the United States. He laid out his political positions on everything under the sun. He's written article after article after article for decades. He's been a pastor, a truth teller. He's got podcasts for his sermons uh, on Sunday as a religious leader for decades. Okay, you know this guy. He's put down a track record like Sam Bushman, but in a different way, right? You know these people. So my whole point is we need to look for good, honest, wise men and women to serve us. And we should elect them as our servants, as our employees, to carry out our will. Okay, it doesn't need to be controversial doesn't need to be uh, divisionary. It can be very civil. But we must, with civil intent, peacefully stand our ground. Uh, by the way, stand your ground is a message coming up at the Freedom Fest event where the Loving Liberty ladies will be doing a whole presentation at Freedom Fest in South Dakota in July. Freedomfest.com to learn more about it. Uh, anyway, I'm telling you that stand your ground will be a big promotion at that event. And we, the people, do need to hold strong, stand our ground. We need to cancel the cancel culture for sure. We need to take back the narrative from these people and have the narrative of the founding fathers, the narrative of God, family, and country. That's what we need to be doing. Right? That's what we need to do, folks. All right, we also talked about this very scary technology yesterday, putting brains in sync. Virginia Hughes writes the article. It's a serious article that documents how they're playing with mice and they're using these blue light manipulative tools to sync the brains of mice. And they eventually believe they'll be able to do it for humans. And then when they put our minds in sync, we all get along and we're kind. But they can intentionally take our brains out of sync with one another and make us quarrel and fight and become enemies. Will that become a, quote, <clears throat> digital weapon? That plus the fear of the coronavirus, what could that ratchet us up to do? That mixed with global warming, manipulations, or climate change, coronavirus, climate change, then the ability to manipulate our brains? How wide scale can they do that? How far can this technology go? We don't know at this point. But I know this, it's all in the hands 
of those who control the technology. If they're good, it could be wonderful. If they're evil, though, it could be very bad. Technology is not the issue. It's in whose hands that matters and what their intent of their hearts really are. The heart's where it's at when it comes to intentions, ladies and gentlemen. Wealth matters. This is a great news piece. We ended on two great news pieces yesterday, by the way. Wealth matters is the headline. Pandemic shifts the purpose of money. And Americans have discovered that money cannot buy everything. And so Americans are realizing that, you know what? I need to use my money for a greater purpose. They use their wealth to build relationships and to help others. That's according to two recent wonderful surveys where people are saying, man, my money can be put to better use than just me whining and dining and entertaining. It can be used to bless people. And so a lot of companies are giving people bonuses to bless their lives. They're helping people with time off and flexible work schedules. Uh, and people are using their money to try to bless the lives of others. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful message. And let's make no mistake about it. Americans have been the most charitable people on the planet forever. America is a very generous, charitable nation. And I don't mean charity by government force. I mean charity for charity's sake. Good people paying tithing to their churches. And then the church is going out and getting involved in all kinds of philanthropy efforts of, of kindness and love and service and caring for one another. And uh, people do this individually as well to a great degree. There's a lot of people that, that do a lot of wonderful things by their own choice, by their own agency. And isn't it a wonderful sight to behold? More Americans are realizing the blessing of that. All right, Texas and South Carolina both passing open carry. I call it AKA constitutional carry bills saying, hey, you don't have to have a government permit or something like that to keep and bear arms. I think that's great news from both states. Utah just passed this last year or this year as well. I guess it's this year. Utah became a constitutional carry state for the most part. And the liberals told you that it would be like the Wild West and everybody would be shooting everybody. We haven't seen any of that yet, by the way. Thank the heavens for that truth, right? But I'm telling you, there's so much going on in the news. It's just amazing, and it's great, great stuff. Man, I've already been at it for what? An hour and 15 minutes on your radio? And I've only covered one current story. All right, I'll get into it. I got a whole lot more coming your way. News the network refused to use straight ahead on your radio. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. 
With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam Bushman. And I know this sounds to be like the Sam Bushman rambling show. I don't have a guest for these two hours. But I want to really focus on some issues that are critical. And I know we involved ourselves in the recap from yesterday's broadcast. We also um, brought news that the networks refused to use to the table today for discussion, for sure. And we basically delved into uh, some of the real topics at hand in America today that are critical to understand, critical to focus on. So this poll, 25% of Americans believe that Trump is still the president, including 53% of Republicans. That's according to USA Today and a Reuters poll. Wow, that's significant, isn't it? All right, the next headline, ladies and gentlemen, has to do with something that I saw online. And I find it interesting, and I want to break down this headline for you because I think it's critical. Part of my job as a media man, as a truth teller, as a talk show host, as a constitutional scholar, I don't know what words to use to describe my role in this, as a political commentator, as some would say, um, I uh, have an obligation to help people ferret out what direction to take on topics. Let me give you some examples, and then I'll get to the headline, okay? You know, when Ammon Bundy and the crew took over the Malheur Wildlife Refuge, we rejected that because I don't believe it was the right thing to do. Now, Ammon believes it was the right thing to do. And we're just going to politely agree to disagree civilly on that topic. All right. Now, we were at the peaceful rally before the Malheur Wildlife Takeover. And I think that was a wonderful thing to do to help the Hammonds get out of jail. And we had a peaceful event. We sang Amazing Grace. It was incredible. In the freezing cold, we did all that, right? But then when Ammon and those guys wanted to take over that refuge, he wanted Richard Mack to be the inside man that represented law enforcement. And he wanted me, Sam Bushman, to be the inside man representing the media. Both of us refused to take part. Not because we believe that Ammon's wrong on the constitutional point of property. He's right that the federal government has no business controlling most of the land in the West. Ammon Bundy is absolutely right on that point, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll defend him till the death to that point. 
He's absolutely spot on correct. All right. Now, even though I believe he's right about the point, I think he's wrong about his tactic. Now, people might argue with me on that. Ammon certainly would and others would. They believe their tactic was right, that it's time to move to the next level, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I agree, but it's all about tactics. It's all about what is the best way forward. And as you know, I'm the one that coins the phrase, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. After all, we follow the Prince of Peace. I'm the guy that says the only way back is to turn to God Almighty. And it's about families. Society merely mirrors families. And if we have strong families, we will have a strong society. If our families aren't strong, hey, forget about society. And so I'm the guy that, in my opinion, breaks down the reality and the way forward. And some would say, Sam, you're just a sunshine patriot. When the going gets tough and the war's on, you're a wimp. Fine, say what you want. I'm not afraid of your criticism. I got a thick skin and I got a tough mind. And you can't persuade me with manipulated political pressure. It will not work. I've been around on this planet for too long. I've been around for over 50 years. And I, you know what? What do they say? I, I, I go to, my, I, you know, have my own drum beat. I do my own thing, right? Okay, it'll be true here. Because I believe that I'm tuned into God's laws and God's ways. And I read the Declaration of Independence. And it says that we should not throw off our garment for light and transient purposes. It says that we better be very careful. We have the right to change the affairs of our government, but we better do it wisely. In fact, the founding fathers are so clear about this that they literally wrote this document called the Declaration of Independence and wrote it to their God and to a candid world as their witnesses to justify what they had to do. We're not there yet. You say, well, Sam, things are worse now than they were then. Maybe true. That's debatable. I wasn't there. I don't know. What I do know, though, is that they did not have the framework for solutions that we have. They didn't have the God Almighty inspired supreme law of our land, the Constitution. They didn't have a government that was derived from the consent of the governed. They didn't have checks and balances to rein in out-of-control bureaucrats and professional do-gooders. They didn't have power divided into vertical and horizontal checks and balances. They didn't have the wonderful blessings and principles enshrined in our supreme law. They didn't have those things, and it was different then. We have those things, ladies and gentlemen, and I believe the Constitution is the document God put on the earth to guide the United States and other countries, acting as a light on a hill, a beacon for other countries to follow as we wait and prepare a people for the Savior Jesus Christ to return. That's what I believe. And so all these other ideas, in my mind, I throw out. And so I'm not here to attack Ammon Bundy for his view or how he goes about it. But there's a lot of people with wrong-headed views about what we should be doing. Some are saying, let's go to war. we got to go to war now. I don't think so. We should never be the ones that advocate for or become the catalyst for war. If we must defend our liberties and defend our families and our wives and our children, let us do it. But let us do it because we're forced to, not because we choose to. Let's not make ourselves the aggressors. Let's not make ourselves uh, the advocators of, of, of that kind of an event. Look, war is ugly. War is pure heck. War is not a fun scenario. And I know people think it sounds glamorous that I'm going to be a soldier for liberty and I'm going to be a patriot. And I'm gonna, that's all great, and I appreciate that. But if you really understand the evils of war, 
All right. Women and children being raped and murdered. All kinds of carnage in the wake of war. Wars happen because people are wicked. Wars don't happen because people are righteous. Uh, Righteous people sometimes are required to defend themselves in wars, but let's let it always be defensive in nature. Let's not go on the offense in that regard. Let's go on the offense in the peaceful restoration of our country so that we could prevent the evils of war. Okay, so I'm very clear in my guidance and direction for people. And I've hoped I've shown over the last 25 plus years I've been in radio by word and by deed about the peaceful way to go about the solutions. Some say, Sam, you've been talking for a long time and the solutions aren't here. Uh, Yeah, they are. I'm just overwhelmed by not enough Americans helping me. Let's just take this Liberty Roundtable radio show. How much money do you think it costs to run a radio program like this for 25 years? How many people have helped me with money? There's been some. And I commend them, and I thank them from the bottom of my heart. In fact, we're going to have a 25th year anniversary to celebrate and to thank them for their service, their love, their support, their guidance, their involvement, all those things. We're going to do that because we love them. It's a reach out of love. Uh, But all I'm telling you is, hey, we've got very scant support in the whole scheme of things. I mean, we should have millions of dollars to promote what we're doing. We don't. We don't have that at all. In fact, I fund probably three-quarters of it with my own money. You say, Sam, well, that's your you know, promotion and grandizement of yourself. You fund your own thing and you act like you're the cat's meow. It isn't about Sam Bushman. That's why the program's called Liberty Roundtable Live, because it's not meant to be about Sam. It's meant to be about God, family, and country. It's meant to bring all kinds of people to the roundtable to bring news that it was refused to use to your attention and let you know what groups around the country that are patriotic are doing. That's what it's about, right? Anyway, the point is, with very little funding, we do the best we can. But I'm telling you that Americans could help us take back the narrative from the swamp and from those who would destroy our country and truly talk about God, family, and country in a way that no mainstream network is willing to do. None. Zero. Period. Put a fork in it. None of them. The closest that I've seen is WorldNetDaily, WND.com, doing a phenomenal job. There's other news services that do a great job, too. One News Now is one of them. There are some Christian groups, some groups that are telling the tale like we are, but we're truth tellers in a unique position to turn our people back to God Almighty, to turn our people back to the fundamental unit of society, the family, to focus on the things that matter most and that we hold so dear, to provide a clear, peaceful way of restoration, not revolution. We have a different viewpoint than almost everybody out there. And everything that we talk about, everything that we focus on really is with the goal of guiding people to peaceful answers, to helping people get connected with their heritage. What is our godly heritage? What is our American heritage? Who are we and what is our responsibility to the world? How do we go about that? How do we provide leadership? How do we provide direction? Stability, safety, peace, prosperity. Well, that's what this broadcast is all about. That's who we are and what we do. The headline that I'm talking about that I got that really concerns me says this. Because you aren't stupid, our founding fathers would be the first to revolt against the Biden-Harris regime. What do you think? I'll talk about that, but first a caller in seconds. 
You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Representative Buddy Carter, the Republican from Georgia, on Tuesday introduced a bill to prohibit discretionary federal funds from going to states that provide state assistance to illegal immigrants, warning that those states are encouraging the ongoing migrant crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. Carter says he feels strongly that tax dollars that hardworking Americans pay should never go to illegal immigrants. But some states are gaming the system. The bill has 10 cosigners. California's embattled Governor Gavin Newsom has been ordered to pay $1.35 million in a settlement with L.A. area Harvest Rock Church of Pasadena over coronavirus restrictions. Under threats of imprisonment by the Newsom administration, the church's case made it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. And in February, in a 6-3 to ruling, the high court was in favor of the church's rights. This is USA Radio News. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. President Trump is heading back out on the road soon to talk to the American people. Before doing so, he has some critical points on President Biden's America. Dan Narathi with the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. Former President Donald Trump is close to returning to the political spotlight, planning on holding campaign-style rallies in four battleground states in the upcoming weeks. Speaking with Newsmax TV on Tuesday, Trump said the Biden administration squandered a secure southern border and called the current situation a disaster. We had the strongest border we've ever had, and within a month, uh, it became the weakest, and now you have tens of thousands of people flowing into our countries, and many are criminals, frankly, released from jails. In numerous countries, we have people coming in from the Middle East. We have people coming in from everywhere. You go to the airport, you have to show how you're doing. You come through the southern border, and you just walk in. We have the strongest southern border ever, and it's very sad to see. An arrest warrant for musician Marilyn Manson was issued Tuesday by police in New Hampshire after the musician allegedly failed to appear on charges for a 2019 incident for allegedly spitting on a cameraman. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I consider myself a truth teller, and I consider myself one of the people that hopefully direct people to the peaceful solutions in America. And help people understand how to ferret out the news and know what's true and not and why and where and how and who and what. And I hope we've developed credibility over the last 25 plus years 
Um, we've been right more than we've been wrong by a long shot. And when we're wrong, we tell the truth and say, hey, here's an update. And here's why and how and all that. Others uh, struggle with that as well. So there you have it. Anyway, we'll get to this headline in just a minute. But because you aren't stupid, our founding fathers would be the first to revolt against the Biden-Harris regime. I don't like that headline, but that's what's circulating on the Internet right now. And I want to point out a, 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 a bunch of falsehoods in that uh, headline, and I want to point out the solutions of what I believe we should be doing, uh, etc. And uh, extreme rhetoric just isn't helpful either. Chris Carlson, Utah, you're on the radio, sir. Yes, sir, Sam, you're in fine form this morning, doing a great job. I want to congratulate you both on that. And on the fact that your daughter graduated from American Heritage High School, the same uh, high school that my daughter graduated from. My other daughter almost graduated from it, but she had a little uh, change of heart there at the end of her high school career. But just congratulations, Sam. And congratulations well, thank you. So we've had six kids children. graduate so far. We've got two left. Yeah. And I want to uh, draw attention to the fact that you brought – eight wonderful souls into this world through the procreative power that God has gifted us and that you have brought them up in righteousness. I know some of those children, your son, for example, uh, is the same age as my oldest daughter. And, you know, they hung hung out together in high school and were good friends and uh, did a play together. They were, you know, they uh, played husband and wife in one play and got to know each other pretty, pretty well. But the fact that you, you made the decision to send your children to a Christian-based high school, well, elementary school and high school, and that you, you've raised them in righteousness, you are contributing immensely to the cause of liberty by doing so. And I'll tell you what, folks, you know, if you've got your kids in the public school, I don't want to come across too judgmental, but I tell you what, they're being programmed, and you need to be very careful. And my wife and I, about, when, when our oldest daughter was in junior high, Sam, her name is well, I won't give her name over there, obviously. Um, she was having some, trug- tr- some struggles. She was dealing with, uh, with a lot of drama, as you know, and she was dealing with bullying and all sorts of, you know, just the, the, the nasty things that go on in the public schools, not to mention the brainwashing, which is probably the worst. And sometimes teachers don't even know, Sam, and I'm a public school teacher myself. So I'm intimately aware of that brainwashing, even here in Utah, which is a relatively conservative state and we live in a relatively conservative area but my advice to you parents is to pull your kids out of the public schools homeschool them or send them to a good christian-based public or uh, private well public school is is probably the the correct term because it is truly public it's not government funded it's not government run it's not government manipulated anyway, you're right I on the fact the labels the manipulate you're right on the fact the labels and manipulations of the words are the problem, but you're spot on. Public does not mean government funded or mandated or steal from your neighbor at the point of a government gun to educate children, the force plan or the compulsion plan. Uh, public would literally mean, hey, you have the right to send your children to this private organization. Uh, it's private by ownership, but public by uh, your ability to um, join it at will and leave it will and everything else. You're right on the words, but our society has built up, uh, in my opinion, a misunderstanding of what real education is uh, versus agency-based education versus compulsory, educa- compulsory education, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, my wife and I, we're not rich. 
when we made that decision, Sam, when when our oldest daughter was in, just getting into junior high, we knew that it was going to be an economic sacrifice, and and we uh, we struggled a little bit with that decision. But you know what we did, Sam? We dedicated that decision to the Lord. We said, Lord, we believe that we're doing the right thing. We know it's going to be economically difficult for us, but we're going to do it anyway because we know that the Lord helps those who initiate the process that they know is the right thing to do. We did that. And the Lord increased our income sufficiently to cover the expenses that that went along with that decision. And I just want to let everybody know, uh, act in faith. Dedicate whatever you do to the Lord, knowing that it's right, and the Lord will uh, assist you in helping to fulfill that decision that you've made. So uh, that's just what I wanted to say. Amen. Thank you, sir. Uh, We appreciate it. And Chris Carlson's got some great stuff. He joins us on Fridays, uh, first hour of the broadcast as well. And we'll, we've got a couple of cool topics. So hang tight and get ready for Chris to launch on those topics this Friday uh, as well. So we got that. Now, I want to go back to this headline because I believe that one of the things we are is truth tellers. Thank you, Chris. And uh, as truth tellers, we need to really yeah. tell the truth. And the problem I have with this headline is it says, because you aren't stupid. And let me tell you right now, when you discuss philosophy or anything, you got to understand when you're being manipulated. There are starter phrases and starter words that, that manipulate arguments. They're, they're debate discussion points or philosophy discussion points where what I can do is I can trap you into a discussion that, that, that expects you to go along with my point of view. And I believe it's dishonest to do this to people. But it's done all the time in debates or in political realms of arguments and everything else. It's a false starter because it manipulates the narrative from the very beginning. So I start out and say, because you aren't stupid. And then what follows is you've got to kind of agree with me or you kind of by nature speaking out against what I'm about to say next. Well, I guess you are stupid, aren't you? Now, that's not literally said completely. But it's making the idea that if you agree with what I'm about to say next, then you are the intelligent ones. You're the enlightened ones. You're the, okay, it's a false starter. It's dishonest. Okay, Um, there's all kinds of examples like that. Another one is everybody knows that what I'm about to say next. And the reason that's so critical is if you don't know what I say next or if you disagree with what I say next, then you're kind of against everybody, aren't you? Everybody knows this, uh, that, because you're not stupid, this and that. Or they say this, everybody can agree with this idea. Or um, it's obvious that this is the idea. Or whatever, and they use these words that manipulate you and marginalize you from the get-go. And so that's the first problem I have with this headline. Because you aren't stupid... Okay, it's dishonest, and it plays games with emotions and plays games with narratives that, that, why don't we just openly say the point? First off, let's just say this. They say, our founding fathers would be the first to revolt. Now, let's stop what the against part is, because that's, again, a third part of the phrase. There's three parts here. First, because you aren't stupid, a manipulative phrase to get you on board. And if you dissent, then you're obviously stupid. You obviously don't know what everybody else knows. You obviously um, aren't enlightened like us and everybody else. And, okay. 
isn't it obvious? Well, I mean, you don't, you're, you're missing the obvious if you disagree. See what I mean? All right. The second part of this is this idea. Our founding fathers would be the first to revolt. I don't believe that our founding fathers were the first to revolt in their day at all. In fact, if you study the American Revolution, the revolution had already taken place before the wars ever started. It was in the hearts and minds of patriots. It was in families and loved ones, and they understood. We don't want to go to war. But at some point, King George leaves us no choice. And the Declaration of Independence is completely full of the justification for that view. They were the last to revolt, not the first. Many other revolts in history had happened to this date. And 99.99 whatever percent of the revolts failed and led to blood and carnage and destruction and misery for everybody involved. This American Revolution was different because it was God-centered. They appealed to the author of the universe. Go look at your Declaration of Independence. They, afe- they appealed to nature's God. They appealed to a greater source of power than themselves and government. And when George Washington, for example, was tempted with power, he turned it down. All right, this was unique in its founding, and they would not be the first to revolt. So here's the deal. Because you aren't stupid, our founding fathers would be the first to revolt. I say that's a complete lie. It isn't true. Okay, I'm not stupid, but I'm going to pick apart your manipulations and your dishonesty and your false flag via the Internet. I don't want to move people towards revolt. I don't believe the founding fathers had a desire to revolt either. I think they found it necessary. I think they were sad about it, but knew they must do what they must do. I get it. But I'm not stupid, and I completely disagree. Can we agree that that's okay? And me still not be stupid? Hang tight. Sam Bushman on your radio. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? 
Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, Sam Bushman. Time flies when you're having fun. Start of the final segment of the broadcast that I haven't even got to near what I wanted to get to. Oh, well, I guess that happens from time to time, doesn't it? All right. Um, so this headline is dishonest is what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm spending a lot of time on this, and the reason that I am is I want you to learn to critically think. Because you aren't stupid, well, I'm not stupid, and I don't agree with the next part at all. Our founding fathers would be the first to revolt. I don't think so. I think our founding fathers wanted peaceful solutions. They just didn't have something to restore like we do. They set the pattern of liberty under God Almighty and sacrificed plenty. And we can stand on their shoulders and carry their legacy forward in their traditions. And we can use the checks and balances that we have to peacefully restore what we've over the last 200 years lost. They didn't have that opportunity. We do. That's the biggest reason not to revolt. That's the biggest reason to have a great restoration of all things. So I'm not stupid, but I would say the founding fathers would not have been the first to revolt. They would have been the last. And especially in our day, they would feel different than they even did in their day because they would know. Folks, we've given you the solutions. Please use them. And I don't think that they would revolt and throw away what they bled and died and suffered and gave their sacred honors and their fortunes and everything on the altar of. I don't think they would jettison that. They weren't quick to jettison King George in the first place. Why would they be so quick to leave the legacy they left us? They wouldn't. So because I'm not stupid, I take opposition to the idea that our founding fathers would be the first to revolt. I don't agree. I don't think so. And then they say this as the final phrase. To revolt against the Biden-Harris regime. Now, I've got a problem with the Biden-Harris Harris regime discussion because I don't know what that means. Uh, let me explain. I know who Biden and Harris are. I know that we feel that they're not the proper president and vice president of the United States. I get that they are communist in their viewpoints and socialist in their viewpoints and their oath to the Constitution means nothing. I get all that, but understand that we the people elected them. Oh, no, we didn't, Sam. They're, they're fraudulent. I know. But I've pointed to the solutions that we could go to every precinct, 3,000-plus precincts in America, and we could literally challenge the results of the election. That's what we should do. Okay? Now, we need to be very careful. Because just because there's election fraud, and even though that Biden and those guys, in my opinion, shouldn't be president, 
and vice president. We need to understand when you say regime, they call it a dictatorial regime. Okay, we could remove Joe Biden from office right now if we the people would insist on it. Okay? But we the people are not willing to do those things yet. And until we are, we can't blame it on someone else. And so I don't know that I agree that they would revolt against the regime. And what does that mean to revolt against the regime in the first place? Does it mean pick up your gun and go to Washington? They tried that January 6th, and look how off the rails that went. Okay, you've got enemies amongst us that are wreaking havoc. You've got Americans without the backbone for the real discussions that need to happen. What needs to happen, you might ask? I'm glad you asked, because I'm here to tell you. We need truth tellers like never before to educate the people about the right and wrong solutions in America. And I'm telling you, the wrong solution is revolt. The right solution is restoration. The wrong solution is to use rhetoric that say that the government in America is a, um, you know, a, a uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, Biden-Harris regime. Okay. When we use words like that and make the government sound illegitimate, and to some degree it's illegitimate. I agree. But not to the point where war is justified. What I mean by that is, hey, when those people went to the Capitol on January 6th and then they created a false flag and Congress didn't do its duty to investigate with a deep dive into the elections, right? How many of us are going to remove our congressmen that didn't vote properly on this? How many of us are going to remove our senators that didn't vote properly on this? How many of us are going to go back to our local precinct and demand that we don't have mail-in elections, that we don't skip our precincts, that we have transparent elections, that we can confirm the legitimacy thereof? How many Americans are going to go on the radio and be truth-tellers? How many people are going to fund those of us who are on the radio and are truth-tellers? See, what we want to do is skip the hard lifting What we want to do is skip the hard lifting that it takes to peacefully restore the republic. And we want quick answers. Well, do you know how long it's taken for us to lose our liberties and destroy our country to the point where it is now? 200 years. It's going to take a long time to restore the country. It's going to take a lot of education. And it's going to take more and more and more Americans to see the truth. And even if I gave back our liberties today, even if I were to wave a magic wand, and give back a constitutional government. Hey, uh, you know what? All the bogus unconstitutional amendments that have, that have violated checks and balances and everything is restored the way it ought to be, Americans would throw it away tomorrow. You want proof? The school that I mentioned before is trying to have modesty for the girls, so they modified 80 photos of graduates in the yearbook or people in the yearbook and, who were showing too much skin, immoral, immodest and what happened the school tried to defend modesty and got shut down by the parents the parents are livid how dare you cover up my daughter and have her be modest she has every right to show her private parts whenever she wants to okay this kind of an immoral nation ladies and gentlemen is the reason we're in the trouble that we're in is not because of the constitution 
We elect those who we want to elect. When are we going to call a halt? When are we going to say, Ocasio-Cortez, you're not going to be a congresswoman? Uh, you know what? You believe in, in socialist communist principles. We're not doing Kamala Harris. Why did we let her become the pick for the Democratic Party? Well, Joe Biden picked her, Sam. We couldn't stop. How come we elected Joe Biden? Well, because he, uh, you know, committed vote fraud or, you know, whoever committed vote fraud. And therefore, we had to. No, you didn't. No, 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 you didn't. You could have demanded Congress vote correctly. But how many people were even really up in arms about it? How many people are truth tellers on the radio like I am? And how much funding are we all getting from the American people? Look, if a million people put in a dollar a day, what if a million dollars a day to work on liberty? If you put a dollar a month in, we'd have $12 million a year. If a million Americans put in a dollar a month, we'd have a million dollars every month to run our radio networks. Can I get a dollar a month from even 100,000 people? If I could, we'd have $1.2 million a year to run this thing. But I can't get a dollar from a million people. How am I going to organize and do that? The people won't give up a dollar. How dedicated to liberty are we when every solution that we want and that we demand um, is rooted in apathy or room, rooted in extremism? Let's go to war. Let's revolt. Let's do this. Let's do that. Okay? We need to take a step back and use true education to look at peaceful restoration solutions. And it starts, in my opinion, by truth tellers educating the people about what we should be doing. For example, can you trust the CDC regarding pregnancy? Women across America now are forming Facebook groups to share how their own bodies are reacting to the injections via the COVID vaccines. Okay, so we don't have enough of a media truth-telling group. You've got Sam Bushman and a few others. But it's really hard with very little money to, to, to get the word out and, and, and help educate the narrative. But these women are doing the best they can going on Facebook. Remember, Facebook shutting everybody down. So their efforts are short-lived until we build our own media. Going to the enemy media, if you will, is not the answer. Why do I call Facebook the enemy media? Because they are shutting people down left and right who are truth tellers. The more you're a truth teller, the more they'll shut you down. Twitter shut me down for just letting you know. That in Israel, they're claiming that more elderly people are dying from the vaccines than they are from the coronavirus itself. It's in LifeSite News. It was in Israel newspapers. And I just dared report what they're saying. And I got shut down. So if you guys think the answer is going to the enemy press or the big tech shutdown groups for your answers, you're going to be sadly mistaken. I'm telling you the truth. Now, we also talk about Christians in defense of Israel. How does that look? Answer, I am not for the defense of Israel. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe in biblical Israel, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? But I don't believe the current government now and the false flag attack that took place on the USS Liberty back in the day, for instance, in 1967. By the way, the up-and-coming um, reunion and celebration of that will be uh, around June 3rd, 4th, 5th range, and I will be covering some of that uh, as well. I'll be at Red Pill Expo, but I'll be covering details from both events. Anyway, I digress except to say, hey, 
I'm not for defending the governments when they don't do what's right by their people. So in so much that, that Biden and Harris are doing what's wrong, I'll call them on the carpet. I'll be a truth teller and tell the truth, and I'll advocate for solutions that have real substance behind them. But rhetoric that takes us too far makes us the aggressor. Uh, will take us further away from liberty and away from the Constitution, I will reject all those ideas, points, and narratives, and no, I'm not stupid. Uh, But we need to be peaceful. We need to be alternative enough to tell the truth, but mainstream enough to gain credibility. And that takes a lot of work to develop and to advocate for. And people who thought I lost credibility before now admit that I'm right on so many topics It's not even funny. It's not a matter of me being right. It's a matter of me doing my very best, along with those around me who have contributed to Liberty Roundtable Live over the years, to be humble enough to seek for the truth and then bold enough to find it and declare it. It's not just me. It's not about me. It's about us. And are we going to eventually advocate for and fund and back and support the truth tellers? If we will, then we can educate about God, family, and country to the point where eventually we can insist on these principles that will save our nation. Any other road that does not turn to God, family, and country will be a dismal failure. Revolution right on through to everything else. That is not the answer. Let's not be the aggressors. I am pro the proper role of constitutional government, ladies and gentlemen. And I am, I am anti-government that does its best to destroy those founding principles and supreme law of our land. Very clear, very concise, and very direct about who we are and what we stand for on Liberty Roundtable Live, syndicated by LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, donate liberally today. Help us be part of the restoration solution, would you please? I am Sam Bushman. And I declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and indeed will restore America. This nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.